0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Daily Objective. And today we're going to be covering the most recent wave of uh, cancel culture uh, events and so on. We're going to try to update you on what actually took place and share our opinions, hopefully in that order. Uh, Please leave a like. Please uh, hit that join button and become a member and super chat your thoughts and support as this episode unfolds. And let's welcome my co-host. This is a guy who, you know, I've been training. I've been working with the trainer recently, and as soon as I joined this call, he said, "Yo, man, I don't want any trouble. I got a family, man. Just, just be cool." It's Mark Pellegrino. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, what's up, Reka?
0: Not much. So, um, let me. So, so this. So, somebody at the who works at the Washington Post retweeted a joke that says, "All women are bi. You just need to find out if it's bisexual or bipolar." I think that was the joke. Oh, OK. The Felicia at <laughs> Felicia uh, Sonmez Saint, uh, at who works at The Washington Post, was very upset to see her colleague retweet something so offensive. And by the way, if I'm getting this wrong, somebody please correct me at watching at home. We're looking at the chat room. Let me know. And then, of course, it, it turned it, the, the person who had retweeted it got suspended for a month. Felicia kept it going and complaining about the sort of culture the culture at the Washington post that it needs to be more, you know, inclusive, diverse and so on and so on and less toxic and and all of that. Sooner or later, uh, Felicia herself was fired from Washington post for, I think being too aggressive, like being, first of all, probably too public about the kind of what needs fixing at the Washington post, but like, but like mostly for, um, criticizing her colleagues, over Twitter in such an aggressive way, which is not in the spirit of how the Washington Post wants to have, you know, solve problems and have dealings among their employees. That's what I picked up from reading some articles today. And if people are upset because I got something wrong, at least I tried. All right. And all I can really do is try. So is that basically what you picked up about the backstory here, Mark? Well, no,
1: you added stuff to to the backstory that I wasn't aware of. I just I just saw her Twitter feed, which essentially complained about um, unequal enforcement of um, social media policy in Washington Post, and also uh, discussing her, uh, I guess, uh, sexual assault trauma and uh, and the post removing her from. Uh, articles uh, having to do with sexual assault um, and how that continually traumatized her. And uh, and so um, she was pushing for, I guess, a, a less tr- traumatic, toxic workplace because um, of, of their reaction to her, uh, uh, it, I guess, publication over social media that she had been a sexual assault victim or or something. Um, you know, I think that's in the mix as well. Did you hear any, did you hear any of that?
0: According to what I read, um, she sued the Washington post last year for not letting her report on things related to sexual assault, which she thought she should be able to have that job, that particular story and bringing up the fact that she herself is a victim. Um, Now, some people watching this who are unfamiliar with the show might wonder like, why are these two uninformed guys (laughs) trying to figure this out in real time, getting on the air to talk about trying to put this puzzle piece together? Whereas most YouTube people get on camera and immediately start telling you, here's what happened and here's how to think of it. Well, because we're mainly um, approaching this with sort of a philosophical view where we try to kind of interpret this type of story um, through a a particular prism. So, So how do you tend to think about um. About uh, okay. So she. So the the guy tweeted out. Uh, All women are bi. The question is, are they bisexual or bipolar? Now, as a, as a working man, obviously you work and respect with many women. Uh, I'm sure there are women who in your life that you respect. Are you offended by that joke? And or and or what do you think of a of a, of a, of a journalist and a public person <laughs> <laughs> tweeting what's out just, that joke? What's <laughs> so funny? <laughs> you're, you're laughing, so I'm like laughing as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, i I think, this, I think this is just an example of the woke scolds eating themselves i mean they 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 have no sense of humor um they they lack introspection um and they expect the world to conform to their feelings all the time that's just that's simply not an adult way to look at the world um okay the the joke is, so, is sort of funny you know in in that it it's you know it it probably bears some resemblance to a cliche truth for a number of people um so what <laughs> so what it doesn 't mean that there are not great women in the world it doesn't it 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 doesn 't disavow any virtues that women bring to the table it 's just a fucking joke all right if you if okay, if you don 't and- if you, if you like it um you know unfollow that person quietly and move on, and they need not get in your space anymore.
0: Now, Ali, the member in the chat says, "I am bipolar and find this hilarious. To be honest, so are you saying it's true? Then all women are one type. One t- okay, one type of bi. No, but but seriously, folks. But let me actually push back on this a little bit." Imagine being a woman who is trying to get ahead in, a, in an industry, in, in a world where up until recent times, women just simply were not in the workforce and uh, all the problems and dilemmas that come up are kind of new to deal with. Imagine being a woman who feels like you're not respected in this world and you work so hard and you still can't seem to quite crack that glass ceiling, so to speak. Um, and then you see jokes like that being made by your colleagues and, and you're thinking like this, <clears throat> this contributes to like negative stereotypes that people sort of harbor and um, similar to, let's say, a racial stereotype that someone could tweet about. And, and you're 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 the, the, the subject of that joke. And you're feeling like this this adds like kind of an implicit bias that people might not even realize they're having or they do realize they have it. And, and it's 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 holding me back and where where I'm, where my hard work is not being rewarded the same way as someone else's might be. So do, do you kind of have a little bit of sympathy for why someone might not like seeing that joke made by their colleague at the Washington Post, maybe? I, I have sympathy for, for why somebody would not
1: feel very good about seeing that uh, that joke, but I don't have sympathy for a hyper-fragility that's being um, promoted today. You don't convince people who are essentially prejudiced against your uh, capacities inherent capacities that you are a strong capable human being by bitching and moaning about everything that comes down the fucking pike so you become that cliche you become that hyper fragile weak neurotic individual who wants the world to conform to their wishes like a 5 year old there's nothing in that that makes me that, that that gives me confidence
0: in your capacity to do a job sorry Yeah. Now, we're this the network is named after Ayn Rand. Um, Ayn Rand was a tough woman, very tough, obviously. Um, And yeah, like just imagine Rand complaining about a joke like that. Like so the Rand that I know of, right, like from what I picked up, um, like her whole view was like whoever you are, man, woman, whoever you are, work as hard as you can and kind of like demand respect because people will have no choice but to respect you, you know, like you ever hear Ayn Rand complaining, Oh, I couldn't get my book published because I'm a woman. Like, that's just like, if her book wasn't published, that's then, then move on to the next publisher. Right. <laughs> Write another book. Right. And in um, fact, it, it was rejected and and it
1: was attacked by critics. And, and I personally think that sh- the the she's snubbed in the academic world in part because she's outside the academic world and not credentialed in philosophy but also in part because she is a woman I do feel like philosophers in academia are misogynistic and they do look down on her for that reason and but I would never hear her complaining about that I would never hear her highlighting that as a reason her ideas aren't accepted it would it would mostly be about the errors of the philosophers right it would be about it would be about It would be about thinking and ideas and epistemology, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be about um, their misogyny, which seems to be the focus today.
0: Yeah, the uh, the truth that people don't always want to acknowledge is that the best way to kind of overcome um, (coughs) bias in the culture is to just be the best version of yourself. Um, If you feel there's a lot of negative stereotypes out there, then just don't live up to it. You know, there there's negative stereotypes, I guess, of like nerdy guys that are into video games and stuff, right? That they're just they're unattractive and lazy. And, uh, you know, I'm a little bit into video games. Does that mean I need to, like, make myself a victim? It's like, no, just be as cool as I possibly can be. And people will have no choice but to find me attractive, which is absolutely the case in my experience. <laughs> um, so point being here, just just do be the best version of yourself. That's um true. So and, and yeah. look,
1: I, I to me, I, I I look to people who were truly abused minorities, and and, and I'm not saying that women weren't because they certainly were, um, who who thrived at a time when 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 oppression was at its height, like um, like Frederick Douglass, for example, um, who became um, great. Uh, because he was, because, just simply because he was, people had to acknowledge how profound his intellect was and how how deep his spirit was um, because he just put it out there. Um, and it's not like he didn't call the white culture to, to task. He famously did many times at a time when that was an extremely dangerous um, thing to do. Uh, but he's a person I look to of great moral stature who made it about the work and about being the moral righteousness of his, of, of, of his intellect over over you know trying to game the system to get political advantage.
0: Yeah, Frederick Douglass uh, also uh, kind of uh, makes me a little bit choked up. He's like uh, he was he was he was uh, the freest person like ever, right? He was just so free, just so first handed and. Rationally selfish, like he was too selfish to be a victim to make to ever slow down on what he wanted. So he you know, he he escaped from uh, from slavery and then he traveled around, studied, went through a political evolution, went through an anarchist phase and then realized, no, the Constitution is worth fighting for and um, ended up marrying a white woman as well, which was very controversial in the 18 in the late 1890s, whatever the end of that century no matter who it was. I mean, his, his wife was an ap- from an abolitionist family, and they were furious about it. Um, so he definitely chose the life he wanted to live, and he went for it. Um, and uh, he paid the price, but uh, to him, there was no other option. And that's, those are the types of people who, um, who, you know, who, who we admire, the types of people who, when they know what they want, when they know what their values are, th- t- there's no other option but to pursue. Seriously, um, one of the greatest Americans
1: of all time, top five Americans of all time, um, because he was um, uh, sel- a selfish, um, uh, rational man who pursued what he wanted despite what the world was saying, and 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 the world has come around to his point of view, finally. I hope so.
0: Although the good ones, uh, the, the right, good, the, right p- the good people. Yeah, yeah, the people who want who <laughs> want. Individualism, absolutely. I think, knowed him as one of the greats. Uh, unfortunately, there was always a, a sort of parallel um, way of dealing with racism in the world, which was collectivism in response to collectivism, and you know, the renunciation of personal mm-hmm. values for the sake of your of your greater of the greater good, so to that, speak. That
1: that, and I think there was the I, there were there were there were two paths to go by. I could be corrected by somebody out there who's more of a historian than I where some uh, blacks felt like they should acquire political power and that and that their esteem in the in the culture and in the world would rise with their acquisition of political power and others like Booker T Washington thought nope don't don't try for political power just work just work hard become the best at, at what you can do and you'll rise that way it'll be an undeniable undeniable rise and i think uh, uh, many in the community have chosen the political power route over the uh, the other route. Unfortunately, that political power doesn't trickle down to the poorest people in in the um, in the community as it does when you're just putting your nose to the grindstone and following values that are pro life. Um, mm-hmm. So what you have is a, is an extremely powerful establishment, political establishment that's that's uh, certainly influential in its own way, but but not empowering the people below them.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and before we kind of return to the story of the day, I mean, there was a lot there was it's worth just mentioning there was a political battle to be had. There was actual racism yes. at the government level, yes. not only in the South, but also anywhere where there was a lobby system, which was the North and, and growing over time. <clears throat> I mean, it, when it's a system of pull, I mean, who do you think is going to have the most pull in those days? So um, sadly, cat, with the death of cat, the, the decay, the disintegration of capitalism came increased. Uh, Moving away from individualism. I I just
1: want to say that Thomas Sowell is one of those people who points out that um, politically weak groups in in various countries become economically strong. They're not focusing on political power, they're focusing on values. And this is the case for many ethnic groups across many different societies. including the Irish in our own society who sought political power, got political power, but this did not trickle down to people in, in their communities who remained poor for the most part and, and on the fringes and, 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 uh, and not oppressed, but definitely there was social condemnation for them. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. There is, there is a place for, for political action when, when society has laws embedded in its culture that are uh, racist, you know, those mm-hmm. have to be
0: eliminated. And the, the question always is, to what end is this? You're right. If the end is individual rights and individuals pursuing the good life, then, of course, we're all on the same team here. But if the end goal is a, a big lobby system and community rights, then obviously that's where we depart. Detract. Uh, Marilyn <coughs> sent over a few super chats. She says, whatever happened to sticks and stones, which does mean one shouldn't be kind and behave with with dignity. Douglas is such a hero. My, yeah, I'm not sure I read that or it was spelled right. But yes, I agree. Sticks and stones uh, and behave with dignity. Marilyn then says, be so good they can't ignore you. OK, so the tweet happened. She, uh, uh, Felicia made a big deal about the tweet. Uh, her Washington Post. Kind of reprimanded her and said, can you kind of relax? Can we settle this internally? This doesn't need to be a big Twitter battle. Other. Washington Post employees and colleagues were tweeting back at her asking her to please calm down so this became like a big um, public thing which kind of raises another aspect of the modern world we live in which is like private matters are now often public so let's say you and I are having a fight. It's not just that we're texting each other angry things. Now I'm going on Twitter and I'm saying, yeah, look what Mark is saying and doing. You're tweeting back. And then all of our followers, if I still had my Twitter account, are getting into this and making a big deal out of this. Um, So, yeah, that's that's kind of an aspect of all this, a, a modern problem, a modern situation that we're not really used to dealing with. That's true. I mean, for me,
1: I, I sometimes forget that I'm I'm not having a private conversation with people on Twitter, and I forget that there's a vast audience actually listening to us and watching us. Um, but with her, you know, she she seems to be bent in the activist direction. So I'm sure she went public for a reason. She wanted to pressure the Washington Post, and I hate to say that I sort of agree with what the Washington Post was is doing because they're they're a very biased uh, journal. You know, they're, I don't think. I don't think they've been fair or honest or objective in their reporting for for quite some time. But here it seems like they were attempting to, um, you know, uh, have a little sense of objectivity and, and she she wouldn't
0: wouldn't go for it. And then they fired her. Which obviously is going to excite many people on all sides of this. The sort of pro Felicia people are saying, oh, see, this proves her point that a woman asking for, you know, fair treatment can't get by in this world, in this you know, sexist environment. And on the flip side, people are saying, look, she acted unprofessionally by making this so public and raising such a big fuss over something that could have been settled internally, privately. So um, the, 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 the everyone's fired up about this everyone
1: everyone now seems to to call their own personal preferences fairness now it, you know b- bowing a knee to someone's personal preference is now fair I mean this uh, the, the, it, it, on her Twitter feed there was a reference to an article about um, about the condition of black employees at Washington Post which I thought smacked of the same kind of activism and the same kind of um, disavowal of positiveness, focuses, focus on negatives and the claims of, uh, of, of racism for lack of advancement or, or their preferences not being met or their desires and feelings not being catered to. I mean, I think we're, we're definitely promoting um, a society that's uh, highly narcissistic, right?
0: I mean, this, this person is highly narcissistic, it seems to me. Yeah, it seems uh, social media definitely contributes to this growing narcissism, because now everyone's opinion is equally not equally, but everyone has access to have their opinion be heard. And kind of the more um, oftentimes the more kind of superficial and like black and white, so to speak, like not nuanced, but just completely um, kind of throwing red meat, as I like to say, just being completely like um. Um, what's the word? Like uh, pedagogic is the word Um, like um, demagogic, demagogic. Yeah. Just like completely just like a charlatan. The more of that you are, oftentimes the more you're rewarded. And so mm-hmm. the less you're incentivized to think critically and to be fair. So social media plays a big role in that. But uh, of course, I like to say, you know, that's maybe a symptom of the problem, right? Because if philosophically, this was a healthy culture, I imagine we would use social media for better to put it to better use and we would not be rewarded for bad behavior. So, mm. um, do you, it's an honest question. Do you think you and I suffer from this narcissism too? Do you think we've been a little bit spoiled <coughs> by uh, social media giving us such a loud voice?
1: No. <laughs> All right. And in, 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 in,
0: in part because I, I
1: feel we're still in the fringes of the culture and it's not, it's, it certainly magnifies our voice, but in some respects it, it, uh, it doesn't. Um, but we're also not, expecting people to um adjust to us and our feelings and our preferences and and we're not complaining and bitching and moaning that they're not doing that in fact we allow people their preferences we allow we 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 want those that that's real diversity in my opinion we actually seek that out um they're not they're trying to get they're trying to make reality fit into their emotional box it's not even so much an intellectual worldview as it is a, a set of feelings that they've that they've rationalized some some thinking around
0: yeah all right well i think we basically covered the story is there anything else you think we didn't touch upon or um... Prob- probably probably <laughs> probably all right yeah, well that's I mean... probably it oh do you have any any final no. thoughts all right no, well come coming... no,
1: I think this person should. I mean, I think she should just um, move on and move up and stop worrying so much about what other people think and stick yeah. to her job. She's probably a very good writer. She's probably a very good reporter, and and maybe there'll be somebody out there in a journal who will want her to work the the um, the uh, the sexual assault uh, uh, venue because that's that's her forte she knows something about it she can speak with empathy for people who are victims and and maybe report very well so move on get out of there you know move on Enter-
0: I mean at the end of the day it's the pursuit of happiness that uh, will get us out of this people need to be more selfish I've always said people need to be selfish in order for this world to be saved um, it can't just be a purely ideological movement of any kind it needs to be individuals that want to live and want what life has to offer and I don't think the way Felicia's behaving is the path to that Um But also many of the people attacking her are obviously being completely reckless and inappropriate.
1: It's perpetual discontent and and social media seems to thrive off of that. But her activist ideology, always trying to get others to conform to you, is a recipe for unhappiness.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, part of my maturity, I think, has been realizing like objectivism can't be forced on, uh, you know, on the uninitiated. It needs to be communicated with confidence. And, and and I ought not make a point I can't demonstrate from the ground up. You know, if I can't kind of walk through the process of how I arrived to my conclusion, then then why share that conclusion? So I think, um, you know, most of the work is an inside job, as uh, people say, in the world of, like, therapy and, uh, and recovery and all and that. And this is
1: true. And just to jump on that, unfortunately, we're living in a world now where we're reducing concepts like that, as, as you're talking about, to all the way to the ground, is is increasingly unpopular. I mean, people just... People like the bromides of the intellectual activists, right? She speaks the language that moves people's emotions today, even though what she's saying is sort of empty and what she's fighting for is sort of empty.
0: Yeah, and I guess uh, to give a bit of an optimistic note, we do see long-form content is very popular. People like Rogan and Lex Fridman are, are very, very popular. A lot of people, they're going for the nuance. So, and I think that's where the hope is going to be. It's going to be in people that are resisting a lot of this tribalism. And, uh, you know, and we know also it's a small handful of people that end up really changing the world at the end of the day. So uh, if some of those people end up uh, arriving on some good philosophical ideas five
1: percent five percent right isn't oh, it something like that that is sounds it very five... high to
0: me if you mean like the intellectual uh, people
1: yeah, who, who the, the percentage of people responsible for changing the world
0: i was uh thinking of gail winen in the fountainhead pointing out that it's literally five people that have really brought us the world when you oh, i don't know the invent let's is... say the inventor of fire aristotle you know three more people and that's basically it sure um sure yeah uh, 5%, if five percent, if five percent of the world is 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 uh can bring about a better change, then I'm all, all for it. Anyway, coming up at nine PM UK time, it's HPTV with Harry Binswanger on refuting Russell, the set of all dot dot dot. What? Uh, okay. I, I I don't suppose that's Russell Bert- Crowe that he's going to be refuting Bert- Bertrand Russell. I'm assuming that that makes more sense than Russell yeah. Crowe. Um, <laughs> Russell Crowe. I don't know. He may have made some remarks. Uh, about philosophy uh, <laughs> so anyway uh, let's keep this going over on clubhouse we haven't been there in a little while so if anyone wants to meet us there uh it's a uh, clubhouse radio ragnar link in the in the chat uh see you guys there thanks mark and thanks, see man. you all back tomorrow for the daily objective
1: and goodbye the